The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends than by picking up Bubble Genius's own tiny orange hand soap set. Give yourself a hand or take two. They're small, tiny in fact. Teeny tiny. They're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Wrong. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world. This is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. We picked up this guy, and now we don't know what to do with him. Bellevue doesn't want him, and I'm afraid to put him in the lockup, and I know you guys are into this stuff, so I figured we'd check with you. All right. Are you the gatekeeper? You better bring him inside. You are so kind to take care of that man. You know, you are a real humanitarian. I don't think he's human. What did you say your name was? Vince Clortho, key master of Gozer. According to this, his name's Louis Tully. Lives on Central Park West. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Vince, you said before you were waiting for a sign. What sign are you waiting for? Gozer the Traveler. He will come in one of the pre-chosen forms. During the rectification of the Valdrani, the Traveler came as a large and moving torb. Then, during the third reconciliation of the last of the McKetrick supplicants, they chose a new form for him, that of a giant slore. Many shubs and zools knew what it was to be roasted in the depths of the slore that day, I can tell you. Happy Halloween! Wrong. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Wrong. <laughs> it is Thursday, October 20, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob Seska. That is Chez Pazienza sitting right there. Hello there. Hi. Wrong. Lots more of that last night. Lots more of Trump just saying this over and over again. Wrong. Sniffing. Oh, my God. We got. We really have to get into this. Right. Yeah, the sniffing and the water drinking. He just, he just <laughs> seriously. I think Luciano, Mike Luciano, had the best comment. He posted on Facebook. Yeah. He had a screen grab of uh, Trump pointing at his nose. <laughs> You know, he was obviously trying to scratch his nose, but he was pointing yeah. at his nose. And I think Luciano wrote something like, uh, Trump signals to his dealer that it's time for another eight ball. <laughs> Wrong. Right. Oh, and uh, by the way, we're brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Get free legal advice at thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and Chez. All right. We really have to get into this because... Um, there were two sides to, uh, or, or two, I think, takeaways from last night's third and final presidential debate. And by the way, it is it is the final debate. I know we're all we're all just so disappointed. <laughs> no, just it's okay. <laughs> I I don't know if my, I don't know if my uh, my uh, cortisol levels, my st- stress hormone levels, can take like, like a third debate or a fourth debate. I mean. Because after three of them, that's it. I'm just, I'm done. It's like, uh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tolerate one. I, you know, and honestly, like last night, it, it took me a lot 
to decide to sit through it. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, you know, I, 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 my, my first impression was I'm going to keep watching the Dodger game. And then of course that went south. So, uh, right. Well, this one I think was of all three of them. I think this was the most worth watching because, um, as I was saying, it, it was not just Trump just annihilating what was left of his campaign because that's really what it was all about. I mean, Trump just, this is, this is Trump. Uh, tr- absolutely trying to lose. I mean, that may have not been the intention, but the behavior he was doing, while he's thinking that he's doing better and that he's winning, he's actually destroying the remainder of his campaign. Plus, you know what, Hillary you know Clinton, what, I just want to add this, that Hillary Clinton, conversely, it was absolutely her best debate for us. Trump not only lost the debate, but Hillary absolutely won this debate in every way, shape, and form. And we're going to have some of that audio, too. I think I think the interesting thing is that she did something that I – I mean, look, I'm not a, an expert on these things. But I thought yeah. she might do, mm-hmm. which is I thought that she might take – even – I mean, it, which is kind of counterintuitive when you think that when you're, when you're really up, you should play it safe. Yeah. But she seemed to play the first two safe, and this one she really came out swinging. Oh, yeah. This one she really turned the tables on him and was kind of just as provoking and snide as he was. Well, here was the strategy going in for the Hillary campaign, which was to say before the debate, oh, she's just going to play it safe and she's going to be presidential. That was the spin that the campaign was putting out before the debate. When we get into the debate, she not only was, of course, presidential. But what she did was more than any of the other two debates, she absolutely baited him. She attacked him. And yeah. with, the, I think, some of the most concise, well-worded, strong uh, runs that I've ever seen her do in any of the debates that she's been in so far. This was absolutely probably the best debate of her career. The nasty woman line, which he knew she was going to provoke out of <laughs> There's him, was all, so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and, and, of course, the, the big takeaway from the press is this uh, 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 section of the debate toward the end when Trump refused to say that he'll accept the results of the election. And we're going to get into that, too. There are many, many layers to this. And I think it's just as important as some of the uh, the people on cable news are saying. And uh, despite the fact that Joe Scarborough and Mark Halperin were on MSNBC this morning, you know, the liberal network, the pro, the rigged for Hillary network, saying that only the elites care about Trump saying he's not going to concede the election. Only, this is only an elite thing. So we're going to have that audio. It's going to infuriate you. I apologize in advance. But again, uh, you know, I think the takeaway is, you know, it's all it's really fascinating to watch the cable news coverage after these debates and to watch as the narrative forms itself through consensus of all right. the various panelists. And I think ultimately this came down to. Again, the cable news people doing it wrong. And I'm not talking about Joy Reid or, or uh, Rachel Maddow or the, the usual people who uh, tend to be more level-headed on this stuff. And that happens to be the left-leaning people, Lawrence O'Donnell, for example. And in this case, in a lot of ways, uh, Steve Schmidt, for God's sake, Republican consultant and strategist, former McCain campaign manager, Steve Schmidt, uh, nailing it. But, but the other people essentially came away with, well, Trump had his best performance so far, but he screwed it up with the refusing to concede thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's bullshit. I'm sorry. That is just all. Well, that's that goes back to the thing that you talked about at the very beginning, which is that Trump didn't swallow his own tongue. He didn't lose his temper this time around. He yeah. was very deliberate, but he was still very angry and, you know, 
But of course, yeah, and lots of this. Wrong. Interrupting. And, you know, one of the things I noticed he was doing is, and we'll hear some of it in in some of the audio that we have here lined up of the debate, um, is that when Chris Wallace was asking a question of Donald Trump, Donald Trump was so anxious to blurt out his nonsense, his sniffles and gibberish, that he he would like like jump the gun, and Chris Chris Wallace would have to say, well, "No, no, wait, 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 just one second, Mr. Trump. I, I, I'm not done with the question." And he'd be wanting to jump in. Yeah. <laughs> Again, going back to uh, who God only knows. Going back to the cocaine thing. I mean, there right. was a, there the, was it's the uh, it's the f- a few good men. I strenuously object. <laughs> right. You object once. Get it on the record. Yeah. And, you know, the the thing that I kept thinking about last night, which was maybe, uh, you know, this is what you won't hear on cable news, which is that, you know, Donald Trump likes to talk about how uh, during the primaries he defeated all of those 17 other munchkins in the clown mm-hmm. car and and destroyed them in the debates and so forth and so on. Right. He's got to this point where, you know, you know, Donald Trump better than anyone or almost as well as anyone, uh, uh, Chez, because, uh, you know, you have this insight into his personality. So, you know. How do we have this insight into his personality? Am what, I like him? Probably. What, no, 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 no. I'm not saying you're like him, but <laughs> right. but ever since we first started talking about Donald Trump on this show, which was 2011, for God's yeah. sake, uh, during the, her birth certificate bullshit, um, you've had a special, I don't know, a special insight into how this guy works, how he yeah. functions. I mean, and, I do, and the thing I is, do, I kind of understand his thinking. I yeah. mean, I really, I'm not saying that I, that I, you know, empathize with it or sympathize with it, but right. yeah, I do, I do kind of get it a little bit. Yeah. And, and I think in that respect, you understand how this guy refuses to accept losing. He will never yeah, accept the idea of losing. Because that goes against every single thing his brand is about. His entire brand is based around winning. Winning. Listen, I mean, Jesus, listen to his comments about you know how his temperament is about winning which doesn't even make any freaking sense those are you know a winning temperament are two words that don't go together right but i mean you know that um this guy has spent a lot of months after the primaries were over even during the primaries talking about how he's just destroying all these other republicans and defeating them in the debates and then he gets up to hillary clinton and she will not let him win. It is effing beautiful to watch from that yeah. perspective to say that that Donald Trump has gotten this far in his life, basically unchallenged. And and Hillary Clinton, the, <laughs> this strong fighter of a woman, comes up and says, you know what, Donald Trump, you're not going to win this one. And you're not going to win the next two. And that's exactly what she did. She thwarted this guy, and she's going to thwart this guy on election day. And uh, it remains to be seen whether he concedes. But ultimately, uh, it's questionable as to whether or not it really matters in a technical sense, in a uh, in a uh, a sense of, of the traditions and the unwritten rules of American democracy. It's extraordinarily problematic. And what's going to happen from this point forward, or especially from Election Day forward? And he, and he will, by the way, he will spit, he will never shut up about her afterwards. Oh, Because yeah. he can't. You know what I noticed last night that I thought was such a beautiful thing? Mm-hmm. The if, if, I, if I get this correctly, I think I tuned in in time to see the first question. Yeah. The, am I wrong? But wasn't the very first thing out of his mouth a grudge against uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? 
Oh well, yeah, yeah. The very first, the very first yep. thing he did was have was have to settle a grudge because somebody had had said something bad about him. <laughs> right, Ruth Bader and, Ginsburg said something nasty about him. Yeah, he's, and he's uh, whining and it was about a total it. Aside, it had yeah. nothing to do with the question he was being <laughs> asked. It's, oh, by the way, she said this very bad thing about me. Yeah. But, you know, and she apologized. But and, and he just because he can't let anything go. <laughs> right. And I think, and I think what's what you're going to see is my God, the hatred he's going to have for Hillary Clinton for yeah. having beaten him. I think that. That may be the reason why he refuses to concede is that he just he cannot handle the idea that, yeah, you know what? She beat him. She yeah. beat him. That's exactly right. Right. And, and, right. You know, the cable news people talking about how the first half hour was pretty good for Trump. That's generally the rule of thumb going into these debates. Uh, is that uh, Donald Trump does okay for the first 30 minutes. But as you said, in that first 30 minutes, not only did he repeatedly lie about late-term abortion, right. making this nasty hyperbolic remark about how the, the fetuses are ripped out of the womb like Jeez. two days before delivery. No, that doesn't happen anywhere unless there is some sort of uh, life-threatening thing that happens. But the baby... That late in a pregnancy, a baby is born... And then pro- somebody, the somebody mother- called it. What is it? A, a late term, uh, a late term abortion is a C-section. Just a C-section. Somebody posted that on Twitter. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, there, there may be one or two extraordinary circumstances. And I know that I think there was some fringe abortion doctor who was doing this. And, and in some ways, I think I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was actually illegal what he was doing. Oh, Be- yeah. It was an abortion doctor. What the hell was his name? Kermit something or other. Yeah. Like Guilfoyle or something. I, I, I can't remember the last. I, I think it starts with a G, but I can't remember. Regardless, this is the uh, the crazy talk that Donald Trump was engaging in in that first half hour. In, including the whining about oh Supreme Court justice made fun of me Kermit, Kermit Gosnell Kermit yeah Gosnell right yeah the House of Horrors <laughs> yeah and uh, you know that was of course a big uh, chunk of red meat for the uh, evangelical people and uh, and that was the, I guess that was the point and um, you know maybe uh, I mean I don't know how Trump could have known that because it was Chris Wallace's question. And by the way, every time I say Chris Wallace, I'm wanting to say Chris Matthews. So if I if at some point during the show I say Chris Matthews, I probably mean Chris Wallace. <laughs> Just alerting you with my hangups on names. I can't even. Some, I can't remember names, and then uh, when I do remember names, I remember the wrong name. I, I blurt out the wrong one. But anyway, so uh, so we've got lots of audio to talk about here. Lots of things to get into as far as the the details of the debate. And I think um, looking back on the previous two debates. I think this has the most clips that uh, I've ever had to compile from a debate. There was, and that, a, lot, there was a lot that, that went down last night, no doubt about it. Right. There was, uh, there was bad hombres. There was, you're a nasty woman. Uh, there's Assad is tougher and smarter than Obama and Hillary. That was kind of astonishing. I think the main thing that we want to talk about uh, coming out of this debate is what everybody is talking about, which is Donald Trump's not surprising answer. Because he said this before, um, but the fact that he did it on national television, on every network, in prime time, makes it uh, more amplified. So that's what makes it newsworthy. But um, Donald Trump essentially said uh, that he's not going to concede the election. He's going to wait and see. He's going to. Le- he said he's going to leave us in suspense. 
<laughs> there was a gasp from the audience. And it, the reaction on cable news afterwards was just about what you think it, it was, which was to condemn these remarks. I mean, everybody, including Fox News Channel. I flipped over to Fox News Channel last night, right. and it was Brett Baer and Megyn Kelly and they just looked like the blood had drained from their head. And then, oh, it was also a Brit Hume, too. Right. And they were all like, what? What was right. What? Why? Why yeah, did somebody, he do that? Somebody on one of the cable channels made the, uh, I can't remember who it was, made the point that no matter what happens, there if something happens in a debate, no matter how many mm. things, no matter how many separate points you yeah. know are worth talking about, if something very, very big happens in a debate, if one person says one thing or one thing happens, one there's one exchange, that is the headline. Yeah. And you can't avoid the headline. And oh. the headline coming out of this debate, whether Trump did good or bad or whatever the hell went, you know, whatever the hell happened, the the headline is that he basically said he will he will not concede. Yeah, which completely undermines American democracy. And I've talked about this on the, uh, I think, of the Daily Banter and Salon many times, and certainly on this show, that the, you know, the fabric that holds American democracy together, the fabric that holds the entire system together is, is so fragile. The fact of the matter is, is that we are held together by traditions and unwritten rules that right. uh, that mandate certain things in order for this entire system to function. And my concern all along, and I think you're concerned too, Chaz, because we've talked about it on this show, is that Donald Trump's um, unpredictable nature, his lack of regard for the American system, his lack of regard for the, the rules and traditions of running for president are all indicative of the fact that if he ever became president, it would be a, a, a horrendous nightmare in, in terms of policy, in terms of his behavior, but it would unravel the entire system. You take one right. piece, it's like a Jenga uh, uh, a puzzle. You take one weird piece out of the puzzle and that whole fucking thing is going to collapse. And that's that's always been my number one concern about Donald Trump. Not, I mean, of course, on, on a policy level. But also in terms of these rules and traditions, and one of it's the a, big it's ones a, is it's a it's a Jenga puzzle. When yeah. you uh, when you if you don't get it right, the plane doesn't come. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Where's the plane? And uh, and so yeah, and so Donald Trump is uh, refusing to do something that every presidential candidate has done who has gone into a, a, a losing election, who has or has come out of election day as as the loser. And he's refusing to concede the election. Let's of listen course, to this because he can't because he can't be a loser. Okay, what, what we're going to do actually, uh, I was but just about to play this audio. But before we dive in, because I know we're going to start playing the audio, and suddenly I'm going to be five minutes late for a, a break. Let's do the let's do a quick break. Let's talk about Harry's razors, and then when we come back, we're going to dive in with both feed with all of this audio, including and especially the <laughs> the, the high water mark of this debate, maybe the low water mark of the entire Trump campaign, and we'll uh, talk about that right after. Her. Yes. It's time to shave. And if you're not shaving with Harry's razors, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Because I, I mean, I've been using Harry's razors for a better part of a year now, and uh, I've never had uh, a better shave. Like, clean, close shave, first of all. That sounds cliche, but it's true. I'm also getting zero razor burn. I haven't had any issues with razor burn since I started using Harry's razors, and that's rare for me because I shave every day, and that, you know. It happens. They talk about a close shave. I almost kept saying, uh, I almost kept uh, paying twice as much for razor blades as I do now, now that I uh, buy my blades at harrys.com. And to me, 
The shave is every bit as close and every bit as comfortable as the big name brands locked inside that glass case at the store. Harry's blades are half the price, and they won't shred your face like the cheap disposables I've tried. Harry's German-engineered five-blade cartridges include a lubricating strip, a more flexible hinge for a smoother glide, and a trimmer blade for creative faces and hard-to-reach places. I like say, I love that trimmer blade. I use it under my nose, and uh, I trim my sideburns with it, actually. Too. Harry's made these improvements, by the way, without raising the price the way the big brands do. Just something else I love about Harry's razors. The cartridges lock into a Truman handle, which has a lubricating grip or a rubberized grip. And uh, it doesn't slip uh, through your wet fingers, and it comes in your choice of colors. Please try the, please try the Harry Starter Kit. It's free with just $3 shipping. That's the razor, a blade cartridge, and a cover, and the shave gel, by the way. A $13 value for less than you'd pay for just one blade from the big guys. Get on on this great free trial. Go to harrys.com and subscribe to a blade schedule that's right for you. Uh, to get a free trial and a free gift, go to harrys.com. That's two R's, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, and use the code B-A-N-D-C. That's B-A-N-D-C for Bob and Jez at checkout. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our Thursday show. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see here. Steve Schmidt called uh, Donald Trump's remarks about not conceding the election a clear and present danger to our constitutional order to our republic. Sure. Wrong. <laughs> I won't Hugh, argue with that. Hugh Hewitt said Trump knocked himself out with that uh, remark. Who said that? Uh, Hugh Hewitt. Oh, wow. Hugh Hewitt. Whitey Corngood. <laughs> I don't know why. Whenever, whenever I see Hugh Hewitt, I'm like, oh, there he is. Guy Whitey Corngood. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, by the way, uh, the role of Hugh Hewitt played also by Thomas Hayden Church is what it had that. I don't know why I noticed that <laughs> last night. But here's, uh, here's Donald Trump refusing to concede the election. Do you make the same commitment that you will absolutely, sir? that you will absolutely accept the result of this election. Oh, by the way, Chris Wallace saying, sir, right there, that was yeah. when that was one of those cases where Donald Trump wanted to jump in. He was like, he's got his mouth in the little anus shape, and he's going... Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. The little, the little asshole-shaped mouth. Right, and, and so Chris Wallace is going, sir, I'm, I'm not finished reading the question. You you can hold on just one second. Yep. <laughs> you know, don't pee your pants. Your big boy pants. All right, let's continue on here. I will look at it at the time. I'm not looking at anything now. I'll look at it at the time. What I've seen, what I've seen is so bad. First of all, the media is so dishonest and so corrupt, and the pylon is so amazing. <laughs> you see this? Oh, it's so this and so that. He has no yep. substance. He just says it's so bad. It's so bad and so corrupt. The media, so terrible. So not tremendous. Well, you know why he keeps saying that? Because he's going to set up his own television network. Of course. That's exactly right. And it's going to be the Grievance Network. It's going to be... It's going to be, it's going to be the, the, yeah, the elderly white Grievance Network, yeah. which, which is what Fox News used to be. Because again, in much the same way you and I have discussed uh, politics being that way, that the, that the more you lower the bar, mm -hmm. that bar stays there. That's right. It very rarely tends to come back. Think about what Fox News has done. Now, think about something even lower than that in oh, terms yeah. of media. 
Yep. And yep. that is what Donald Trump is offering. Donald Trump is offering, you know, you thought Fox News threw red meat out to, uh, you know, to out to, you know, idiot America. Well, Jesus Christ, now you're going to get somebody who, you know, throws little Pepe the Frog dolls out to Milo Yiannopoulos and the rest <laughs> of the alt right. That's right. Uh, he's, you know, this guy's going to relitigate this election for the next of decade course, until, he until he's dead. Of basically. course he is. And he will, because he'll need to salve his wounds, he will go from place to place. Potentially, unless he just locks himself in his, uh, you know, locks himself in his penthouse in Manhattan. But you know, he'll go place to place, being, you know, enjoying the the encomia of people who are like, oh, you know, you should have won. I voted for you. That kind of crap. Yep, exactly. And uh, it's all going to be about how the election was stolen from him because it was rigged, and he's just he's never going to let it go. And uh, well, let's continue with his own words here. The New York Times actually wrote an article about it that they don't even care. It's so dishonest, and they've poisoned the minds of the voters. But unfortunately for them, I think the voters are seeing through it. I think they're going to see through it. We'll find out on November 8th, but I think they're going to see through it. But, sir, there's a— If you look—excuse me, Chris. If you look (laughs) at your voter rolls, you will see millions of people that are registered to vote. Millions. This isn't coming from me. This is coming from Pew Report and other places. Millions of people that are registered to vote that shouldn't be registered to vote. So— Let me just give you one other thing. So I talk about the corrupt media. I talk about the millions of people. Tell you one other thing. By the way, there's always people who are registered to vote and who end up, you know, dying as people tend to do. And they they remain on the voter roll because it takes a long time to go through the obituaries and and match the obituaries with the voter rolls to take those people off. And if they're off the rolls or if they're dead, they're not going in to vote. And you find me one case in which you know people were going in posing as a dead person and voting twice it, that right. just does, doesn't happen statistically it's non-existent yep. but of course he won't he won't accept that because everyone's against him <laughs> why is everyone against me yeah he's like Char- he's like charlie effing cheswick from one for the cuckoo's nest yeah. why are they against you mac they're they're always ganging up on me not a ganging up on you mac jesus christ this guy's such a whiny diaper baby unbelievable she shouldn't be allowed to run. It's cro- she's, she's guilty of a very, very serious crime. <laughs> she should, be she should not be allowed to run. And just in that respect, I say it's rigged. Because she but, should but, never, Chris, she should never have been allowed to run. Because she's beating me. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, she should not be allowed to run. That's, I mean, basically, this is all Trump part of his. Trump uh, cannot reach, he cannot reach out to people who aren't already believers. That's exactly He right. is incapable. Yep. He is incapable of not being a giant pile of grievances and grudges. And, you know, Chris Matthews kind of nailed it last night on MSNBC. He said that uh, everything that Hillary said was geared specifically toward. Uh, white suburban women last night. She was speaking directly to the swing voters, the people who are going to decide the election, the people who she can best convince. Donald Trump was speaking to the same Pepe the Frog goon squad that he's been talking to since June of 2015. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's he's talking to the same, you know, the same angry white people who show up at his rallies, the same angry white people who just, you know, who love him no matter what. He he can't, you know, we, we, God, we said this from the very beginning, he Mm. can't pivot. 
You can't. He can't. It's impossible for him. <laughs> he can't do it. Did with emails and so many other but, things. But, sir, there is a tradition in this country. In fact, one of the prides of this country yep. is the peaceful transition of power and that no matter how hard fought a campaign is, that at the end of the campaign, that the loser concedes to the winner. Not saying that you're that necessarily going to be the loser stings, or the winner, but that, that the loser... stings Trump so badly. What's that? that stings him so badly, yeah. that word. The loser. Yeah. And that's, and that's what... Right there, right there. Even if he was going to say, yeah. um, you know, if he was maybe balking a little bit and he was going to say, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll accept. The second, the second that, that Chris Wallace uses the word loser, that's when his back steals up again just a little bit yeah. and he just decides, no, I can't. I can't accept that. His whole brand is based on winning. And, you know, again, Steve Schmidt kind of nailed it last night. Trump wants to frame this as if he was defeated, not that he lost, that he was defeated, like right. forces ganged up against him that are illegal, that are crooked, that are rigged. And and he was stripped from the presidency rather than, you know, what everyone else is seeing that he's in some ways it's so bad that he, it seems like he's deliberately losing the election. But everything he did last night was, you know, another nail in the coffin. And he refuses to believe that. He refuses to accept that. It is 2012. It is the unskewed polls mixed with Sarah Palin right, exactly. gibberish times a million. God, this this whole thing, this whole section is is hurting America. This is causing this section of this debate. Every Trump stump speech, he's talking about the rigged election, how he's not going to accept the results unless they show him to be the winner. This is all creating damage. It is opening up big, gaping holes in the system that more and more people, multiplying like goddamn mogwai, are going to try to waltz on through and do the same kind of crap into the future. I've seen this time and time again with far lesser grievances, far lesser uh, problems right. than Trump. And now he's doing it in this gigantic, threatening, dangerous way. Concedes to the winner and that the country comes together in part for the good of the country, are you saying you're not prepared now to commit to that principle? What I'm saying is that I will tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. Well, okay? Chris, let me <sighs> respond to that because that's horrifying. All right, so that, that's the keep you in suspense part. Now, I do want to uh, play Hillary Clinton's entire uh, uh, response here because it was so, she so nailed this. I mean, with the, she's talking about how he's whining. This is really good. This is where, to me, um, Donald Trump not only lost the election with this gigantic, gigantic threat to American democracy by not by refusing to accept the democratic results, the will of the people, and then Hillary Clinton turning the screw, just say, you know what, this guy doesn't even deserve to be here. He absolutely has no business here. No business. No! <laughs> he had no business being out there. No business. No business. Here's uh, here's Hillary Clinton. You know, every time Donald thinks things are not going in his direction. He claims whatever it is is rigged against him. Hmm. Uh, the FBI conducted a year-long investigation into my emails. They concluded there was no case. He said the FBI was rigged. He lost the Iowa caucus. He lost the Wisconsin primary. He said the Republican primary was rigged against him. Mm -hmm. Then Trump University gets sued for fraud and racketeering. He claims the court system and the federal judge is rigged against him. There was even a time when he didn't get an Emmy for his TV program three years in a row, and he started tweeting that the Emmys were rigged again. Should have gotten it. This, this is a mindset. This is what a d 
Seriously, yep. what a phenomenal. Yeah, he, he can't let any perceived insult go by. <laughs> Should have gotten it, he said. Right. This is how Donald thinks. And it's funny, but it's also really troubling. Okay. Now, that is not the way our democracy works. We've yeah. been around for 240 years. We've had free and fair elections. We've accepted the outcomes when we may not have liked them. And that is what must be expected of anyone standing on a debate stage during a general election. Mm -hmm. You know, President Obama said the other day, when you're whining before oh, hold, the game hold on, is folks. even hold on, finished, folks. it just shows you, you're not up to doing the job. And let's, you know, let's be wow. clear about what he is saying and what that means. He is denigrating. He's talking down our democracy. And I, for one, am appalled that somebody who is the nominee of one of our two major parties would take that kind of position. I think what the FBI did and what <laughs> oh, the God. Department of Justice did. Right. He can't. And, and what the, and what the uh, Academy of Television Arts and Sciences did. <laughs> He just, we just can't. We deserve that Emmy. We deserve that Emmy. He can't sidestep this crap. He's got to be. He's got to be fished in. Yeah, he's so I mean, easy to fish that's in. That's the beautiful thing about him. Yeah. And I think Ezra Klein, who, by the way, God bless Ezra Klein oh, throughout know. this entire this entire process. Yep. He's been awesome. Yep. He's been the voice of calm and reason. Those videos. Yeah. Those videos that he makes. Yeah. It's not just the things he says. It's the way he talks. I'm just like. Yes, Ezra. Now, the, yeah. Yes, I'm suddenly very calm. You're right. The whole world is going to hell, Ezra. It is dangerous. This is dangerous. It is a dangerous thing. And yet, Ezra, I'm, I'm slowly, I'm drawn into your voice. And thank you so much for calming me. It's like, it's like those, those clips are like fucking Xanax. It's great. Yeah, it's like the fireside chats during the Depression. You know, yeah, the FDR. But he, meant, but he uh, you know, he, he. Uh, he basically said, he says, the thing about Trump is that, and the thing about, about Hillary's tactics when it comes to dealing with Trump over the past three debates is that she just, she constantly baited him because yeah. it was so easy to, yeah. and she knew exactly what his response would be. And the funny thing is, all he had to do is not respond that way. Yeah. All he had to do was, he didn't have to do anything. All mm -hmm. he had to do was not do something. All he had to do was ex express a, sm a tiny thimble full of impulse control, yeah. and he couldn't fucking do it. That's right. And all he could do was to repeat the same crap that he's been saying over and over again on the right. stump and elsewhere for the last 17 months. That's because yeah. that's all he could do. He can't speak in depth about policy. All he can do, and Chuck Todd, to his credit, actually called Trump on this in Chuck Todd's initial remarks last night on MSNBC following the debate. Chuck Todd was saying, I don't understand what uh, Trump is doing. He says one thing and then he loops back to it constantly. It's like he's on some sort of, he's like there's some sort of skip in the record. It keeps going back and repeating himself and it comes out sounding like nonsense. <laughs> he was, in fact, Chuck Dodd point out, pointed out how Rachel Maddow is always confused by Trump's answers because they're just he doesn't know when to, to put a period at the end of the sentence. He doesn't know when to stop and, and that's ultimately that's his undoing. That's what really flummoxes Trump. He can't shut the F up. <laughs> he just yep, needs no, exactly. to shut up. And I'm sure there's Kellyanne Conway is in the back screaming, shut up. <laughs> shut, would you stop talking? Throw it back to Hillary, for God's sake. Just shut up. 
All right. We're going to take another break and come back with uh, more of this. Uh, maybe, uh, oh, bad hombres right after these words. Okay. You want to know the best way to support the show? The best way to support the Bob and Chez show is to go shopping at Amazon.com using our Amazon link. Here's how you do it. Go to BobSeska.com and click the Amazon link in all caps just beneath the logo on the main page. The link takes you to the main page of Amazon.com as usual. You go shopping. We get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing extra, and it helps support the show. And if you run a small business and source your materials from Amazon, make sure to use the link for all your purchases. And don't forget to bookmark it. Thanks so much for supporting the show and our Amazon link. Wrong. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Wrong. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. Yep, the second half of today's show is brought to you by the BobSeska.com Amazon link. We're a little bit behind the curve this week or this uh, this month, folks. Uh, please go to BobSeska.com and use the Amazon link to go shopping at Amazon. And we get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing extra and it helps support the show. Okay, thank you for doing that. Oh, and by the way, if you see the banner for Amazon Prime at BobSeska.com, please click it. Click it. Go ahead and click it. Sign up for a 30-day free trial of Amazon Prime. Get free two-day shipping. Enjoy popular movies and TV episodes, plus unlimited music streaming, free unlimited photo storage, and 30-minute early access to select Amazon lightning deals. Okay, thank you for doing that. And uh, getting back into it, uh, in that first half hour, (laughs) which all of the uh, cable news people are saying was Donald Trump's best half hour, he uh, did a little something to make sure that he wins like 0% of the Latino vote. Uh, He's... (laughs) Bad hombres. The yeah, bad hombres thing is such. Just even his, even his, uh, his. Uh, what, what that? You know what that was? That was a gaffe. That was a legitimate gaffe. Yeah, that's something we haven't actually seen in this election. Bad you know, hombres. we've seen, we've seen. Trump's comments are not gaffes. Trump's comments are just big, gigantic landmines that just explode all over the place. <laughs> that's right. This was just, this was just a really poor choice of words that I guarantee he didn't mean to put together. Right. But we have some bad hombres here, and we're going to get them out. <laughs> By the way, I just I hear that, and Bad all I can think is all I can think is like somewhere roaming the, the like I walk outside in L.A. and I go in there like these like uh, you know Treasure Sierra Madre banditos <laughs> where they're like you know we don't we don't got to show you any stinking badges. That's right. The bad hombres. Donald Trump with the poncho and the, the hat on the uh, the Sergio Leone uh, right. costume. Sergio Leone, right? <laughs> right. And uh, you know, and then the metal plate under his shirt, you know, to deflect the bullet yep. in the. Get, get three, get three coffins ready. <laughs> get three gold-plated coffins ready. <laughs> That's right. Ah, uh, bad hombres. We have some bad hombres here, and we're gonna get them out. <laughs> we're gonna get them out. Yep, and you're not gonna get a single Latino vote. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Um, well, speaking of weird uh, Trump blurts, he also referred to Hillary Clinton as a nasty woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. he said, you're a nasty woman. During yeah. the debate. This is, uh, here's that uh, particular section. Will you, as president, entertain, will you consider a, a grand bargain, a deal that includes both tax increases and benefit cuts to try to save both programs? Well, Chris, I am on record as saying that we need to put more money into the Social Security Trust Fund. That's part of uh, my commitment to raise taxes on the wealthy. My Social Security payroll contribution will go up, as will Donald's, assuming he can't figure out how to get out of it. Uh, but what we want to do is to replenish the Social Such a Security nasty Trust woman. Fund by awesome. making sure that we have sufficient... 
God. And that was such a great dig, too. I know. And again, and again he can't let it go unanswered. <laughs> he cannot let it go unanswered. That's right. And and you know what? She had several moments like that during the bait. I mean, she that's did a, that. Right. And, that's, and again, I think that's, that's something. I don't know why, again, I am not an expert in these things. But that is something I thought she might do. I'm yeah. like, I'll bet. I'll bet she doesn't play it safe this time. I'll bet this time she actually takes some really good shots at him. Yeah. Because she has been taking it for for so long right. you know she's been and, and it's worked for her. you know she's been she's been taking the high road that first debate especially she was really smart in how she baited him and how she how she kept very calm and used that to draw him out but after after the the sort of rage that came out of him in the second debate i really mm-hmm. thought i'm like you know what she doesn't have, you know, she doesn't have to worry about being punched in the face by him because he's going to come up behind her or something. So I could right. just, I could totally see her like coming out swinging a little bit. And she did. Yeah. She really, you know, she hit him a bunch of times. And he was, uh, during the debate last night, he was going off about how he was watching uh, ads paid for by wealthy donors, he was saying. Exactly. Uh, while, while sitting around in, in Trump Tower. I, I, God, I swear to God, I swear to God, I just wanted her so badly to say, so you didn't prep for this. <laughs> Right. Wrong. I also, you know what? I also wanted her to say during, and I wanted her to say this in every debate, whenever he brings up TPP or NAFTA or China, I want her to say, where was your tie made, Mr. Trump? Where was your yep. tie? Where she yep. calls him Donald. Where was your tie made, Donald? And I, I want to hear him respond because I'm sure his tie was made in China and he won't admit it. And and that's, to me, that's the big card to play in that, uh, in the, the right. whole trade discussion, which everyone keeps saying is uh, Hillary's weakest point. Um, and I think maybe this, this could have turned it around for them. But you know what? She also said, speaking of China, that she also got a, a really great dig in on him as he was going off about uh, sitting in Trump Tower watching TV. I find that so let me just, just tell you very astonishing. Simply, we're entitled, because of the laws that people like her pass, to take massive amounts of depreciation and other charges, and we do it. And all of her donors, just about all of them, I know Buffett took hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, Soros, George Soros, took hundreds wait, of millions wait. of dollars. Let me just explain. Wait, wait, All no, of her we, donors, we most of her donors have done the same thing we, as I did. Okay. Wait, and wait, you wait, know what you should have done? Folks, we heard And this you know, Hillary, what you should have done? <laughs> you should have changed the law when you were a United States senator. If folks, you don't like we heard it. this. Yeah. Because your donors and your special interests are doing the same thing as I do, except even more so. Well, you, you should know, have changed the law, but you won't change I, the law because you take in so much money. I mean, I sat in my apartment today on a very beautiful hotel down the street, known as China. with Chinese steel. But I will tell you, I sat there. Made with Chinese steel. Very nice. And that was the second time she brought up the Chinese steel part. I mean, it's little things like that that she sneaks in there that were that was really effective last night. And uh, and and there was one other uh, where she just baited him with uh, Putin. And referring to Donald Trump as as a puppet, and then he just he couldn't help but to respond. He's like, "You're the puppet. You're the puppet." And we're gonna take uh, one last break and come back with "You're the puppet" right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. 
We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Wrong. Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Uh, yeah, so at one point it got into, I know you are, but what am I? As Pretty if much. Trump wasn't whiny enough throughout the whole damn thing. Uh, and it came, uh, let's see here. Uh, well, I mean, it was basically, it was basically this. I, I know mean. you are, but what am I? <laughs> You're a nerd. I know you are, but what am I? You're an idiot. I know you are, but what am I? 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 Infinity. That is so, so, so Trump last night. And this, this happened. It was like, you're the puppet. She, Hillary Clinton referred to him as a puppet of Putin. And he was like, you're the puppet. No. Which, which means nothing, by the way. <laughs> I know. Nothing at all. You're the puppet. Right? What? Like, she's the she's Putin's puppet? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Putin, oh, but, 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 from everything I see, has no respect for this person. Well, that's because he'd rather have a puppet as president of no the United puppet, States. No puppet. And it's pretty clear. <laughs> you're the puppet. It's pretty clear. You won't admit that, no, that the, the Russians have engaged in cyber attacks against the United States of America. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh my God, he's such a baby. Unbelievable. This tough talking bully is deep down the the most insecure, whiniest, infantile piece of shit to yes. ever step onto the presidential stage. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you're the puppet. Oh my God. You I I this is astonishing. I've said that word so many times in relation to Donald Trump. I need to come up with a new word. But it is, it's shocking to hear a grown-up say, I know you are, but what am I? Pretty much. (laughs) Republicans, you made this. You built this monster. And you know what? You're not going to be able to get rid of him. Because no, at no, least not at all. People like me and Chez, we're going to be reminding you, Republicans, of Donald Trump for the next ten years. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be doing this for at least another twenty years. Is this scary to think of that? Maybe oh the next, God. maybe the next thirty years, depending on whether or not I completely burn out. But uh, for a good chunk of that time, it's going to be the Trump Republican Party, the people that champion this idiot this phenomenally unqualified maniac this whiny diaper baby to, to say well yeah he can be president he's good enough to be president stupid idiots oh by the way special announcement from uh, donald trump make sure you get out and vote november 28th <laughs> sure you do <sighs> such a beautiful thing i know okay so uh getting back into it here donald trump praised vladimir putin 
He praised uh, Assad <laughs> by saying that he's smarter and basically praising both guys, saying they're smarter and better than uh, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Here's uh, Donald Trump talking about how Putin outsmarted everybody. These espionage attacks, these cyber attacks. Okay, well, we're going to hear a little bit from uh, set, set up the context here with Hillary Clinton talking about uh, WikiLeaks and what is agreed upon as being uh, directed by the Russian government. I mean, Hillary Clinton was exactly right last night with the 17 intelligence agencies via the director of national intelligence, who oversees all of those intelligence agencies, said that it's very likely that the WikiLeaks attacks and the uh, the hacks were were coordinated by the Russian government and exactly. funneled through through WikiLeaks. Right. Right. <laughs> and this is Hillary Clinton talking about that, led uh, or followed by Donald Trump saying, "Ah, oh, Putin outsmarted you." It's come from yeah. the highest levels of the Kremlin, and they are designed to influence our election. I find that deeply disturbing, Secretary and Clinton. I think it's she time. has no idea whether it's Russia, China, it, or anybody else. I am not quoting she has myself. No idea. I am quoting Hillary, you 17, have no idea. seventeen intelli- Do you doubt seventeen our, our military has and no civilian idea. agencies? Well, yeah, he'd rather it. believe Vladimir Putin than the military and civilian intelligence professionals who are sworn to protect us. I find that just so, absolutely. So, she doesn't right. like Mr. Putin because Putin Mr. has outsmarted her at every Mr. step Trump, of the way. I, I, Excuse I, I, me. Mr. Putin has Mr. outsmarted Trump, I, her in Syria. Trump, He's outsmarted her at every I step to, of the way. I do get to ask some questions. Yes, wow. And I would fine. like to ask you this direct question. The top national security officials of this country do believe that Russia has been behind these hacks. Even if you don't know for sure whether they are, do you condemn any interference by Russia in the American election? By Russia or anybody else. You condemn their interference? Of course I condemn. Of course I can. I don't know Putin. I have no idea. By the way, that's a lie. He's met Putin. I never met Putin. This is not my best friend. First thought, I'm like, dear God. I know. But if the United States got along with Russia, wouldn't be so bad. Let me tell you, Putin has outsmarted her and Obama at every single step of the way, whether it's Syria, you name it, missiles. Take a look at the start. What what was missiles? It's, uh, Putin no. has, has outsmarted yeah, Obama and Hillary Clinton every step of the way. Keep his, he can't keep his thoughts together. Syria, missiles, peanut butter, shoes, uh, debate, and uh, things, lamp. I love lamp. Just <laughs> saying things. Just Syria, missiles. God damn it. You know, so often, this guy is packaged in a different way, obviously. But so often, I hear this guy, and I'm hearing him through, like, Dan Badandi's voice. Uh, Putin has outsmarted uh, Hillary Clinton every step of the way, and uh, Syria missiles. What? (laughs) Syria missiles? Obama at every single step of the way, whether it's Syria, you name it, missiles. Take a look (laughs) at the startup that they saw. You name it, missiles. You name it, missiles. Yeah, and he follows it up with a cotton mouth. Gross. The Russians have said, according to many, many reports, many, many I can't reports. believe they is. allowed us to do this. No specifics. No specifics. <laughs> right. I've heard many, many reports, you know, you name it, Syria, missiles. Astonishing. Just, oh. Really, really, really bad. Uh, here's a, likewise, here's Trump saying that uh, Assad is pretty awesome. Assad, who turned out to be a lot tougher than she thought. <laughs> and now she's going to say, oh, he loves Assad. Yeah. She's just, he's just much tougher and much smarter 
than her and Obama. So and everyone, amazing. a mass murderer, a genocidal maniac is tougher and smarter. Yep. Just dumb. I thought he was gone two years ago, three years ago. He aligned, he aligned with Russia. He now also aligned with Iran, who we made very powerful. We gave them $150 billion back. We give- okay, uh, right now I'm referencing Wikipedia, the Wikipedia right, exactly. entry on Bashir al-Assad. I read this on Wikipedia. <laughs> Yeah, there he's aligned with Iraq. He's aligned with Iran. He's a day. I will bet you 10 bucks that if you asked Donald Trump Assad's first name, he wouldn't be able to tell you. Oh, no. I mean, no details. I was amazed last night that he came up with District of Columbia versus Heller. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe he came up with the name of that. It's like, the one, it's like the one thing he was saying. <laughs> That's right. It's like, you know, if you if a monkey, a bunch of monkeys are typing on a typewriter for long enough, what is it? They come up with Shakespeare or something Eventually like that? Eventually they'll write Shakespeare. <laughs> he talks about words enough. He comes up with an actual Supreme Court case. Pretty amazing. But yeah, so uh, uh, Assad has outsmarted everybody. Or what was it? No, Putin outsmarted everybody. Uh, Assad is just much smarter than the president of the United States. <laughs> Jesus, God. <laughs> You know, before we wrap up the show, I wanted to mention this because we're going to obviously we're going to bump some of these uh, <laughs> clips over to the uh, the uh, postmortem show as I sniffle like Donald Trump. <laughs> That's right. And that was happening a lot. I was guessing uh, 83. I don't know what the final count of the sniffing was, but it was still there. It was less prominent than it had been before, but it was definitely still there um, about this conceding thing um, by not conceding. He doesn't technically uh, believe the election open ended. Because the Electoral College will meet on December 19th and they'll decide who the president is based on the popular vote. That's the way it always works and that's how it's going to work this year. It's the idea that one candidate doesn't accept the results that um, completely overturns the, the notion of of uh, fairness in elections. I mean, we don't have a perfect system, but as long as we're treating it as good enough that's all that really matters. Right. Well, he's advocating sedition. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I mean, the idea is that we have this system that is not 1000% foolproof. It's like, as long as there's democracy in the United States, there is always going to be terrorist attacks. These right. are just things that are part and parcel of living in a free society. We live in a free society where we have elections that are governed by, sadly enough, local governments. In right. some cases, and uh, and overseen by state governments, and as Dennis Miller once famously said, the states can't pave roads. Mm. So what we rely upon are at least presidential level politicians, who, even in the face of a close election, will say, you know what, for the good of the country, I am going to say that you have won, and that you have won fair and square. So this way, all the people on some level. And it's never all the people, but more people than otherwise would have occurred will accept the results of the election, therefore enabling participatory democracy. Right. Yeah. And uh, and Trump's basically refusing to do that. I mean, he's basically the calling of the election Tuesday night, November 8th, just a couple of weeks from now, uh, is not going to go smoothly. Even if Hillary Clinton wins by, you know, a couple hundred electoral votes. Like, I'm predicting upwards of 365, maybe, electoral votes for her. But don't get happy, by the way. Uh, And then he's just going to refuse to accept that. And that's going to leave this open-ended thing. 
<laughs> and that's going to leave plenty of room for someone to do that and maybe one step further. Like suddenly, oh, the Republicans are just going to start, as a matter of course, challenging every election. Right. You know, so no, the election no, this is, is... This is exactly what's happening. So this what's exactly what's going to happen. So what's already a, a, a too long process, a process that goes on for at least a couple of years uh, in an exhausting way, driving down turnout, driving down voter enthusiasm, but just by the sheer attrition of it, is going to be then extended by another, what, two months after Election Day because the Republican candidate refuses to concede and is having all these legal challenges, forcing the press to turn that into all kinds of drama. That's where the mayhem comes in, and it's bad, 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 bad news. All right, we've got more clips coming up on the Postmortem Show. That's at patreon.com slash Bob and Chess. Sign up now, why don't you? We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But we have some bad hombres here, and we're going to get them out.